Hello and welcome to The Green Jumper and in this first episode of the new season you'll hear from one of the most famous political figures of the last 50 years. He's the former Chancellor and Home Secretary Ken Clark, now Lord Clark of Nottingham. Take Derby and Nottingham for the Championship and then to go on to take Nottingham Forest to two European Cups utterly remarkable. There's the extraordinary story of what happened when Cluffy held protests outside the then MP's constituency office. And every week he'd turn up with a Labour group uh, different banners, different calls every week, but they shouted and marched for a few bit and then went to Wager. And I, I, I actually spoke to him on the ground and asked him to stop it. So the trouble was, it intimidated my constituents who were trying to explain their problem to me. Yes, they were on opposing sides of the political divide, but were on the same team when it came to football. My ranking is the best football manager the country has seen, uh, certainly since the war. Plus, we'll be marking the 21st anniversary of brianclough.com and turning back the clock to the year 2000. A special website dedicated to Nottingham's best-known football figure is being launched today. brianclough.com features exclusive pictures, quotes and sound bites from old Big Ed. Yes, it's amazing to think it's 21 years since the launch and there's more memories of that to come. But first, my guest is Ken Clark, a former father of the house, the House of Commons, of course. Lord Clark, as he's now known, is a lifelong Nottingham Forest supporter. Thanks very much for joining us today. No, pleasure. Delighted to do so. As a Reds fan, how lucky do you think Forrest were to have someone like Clough who came in and absolutely transformed the club's fortunes? We were extremely lucky. We got him on the rebound. He was the best manager we've had since the war, I think, uh, football manager in this country, judging by his results with club, club football. Uh, I mean, if you and I had a go at managing Manchester United, we might get the odd trophy with all that money and all the rest of it. Uh, but uh, Brian Clough, first of all, managed Derby County, a perfectly ordinary, you know, middle of the way sort of Midlands club, and took those to the league championship, fell out with them, was moved to Leeds with the owners of Leeds thinking be marvellous. The players didn't like him. He lasted a few weeks at Leeds came back to us on the rebound. And I say, I think what gives Brian his uh, reputation as the, uh, my, my ranking as the best football manager the country has seen, uh, certainly since the war, is he promptly took Nottingham Forest, another perfectly ordinary, sometimes second division, sometimes first division team, to the league championship as well, to take Derby and Nottingham to the league championship. And then to go on to take Nottingham Forest the two European Cups was utterly remarkable. And it was all by accident. It's because he fell out with Derby and then Leeds and came to us on the rebound. Politically, he was in the opposite corner to you um, was, on yes. that side of things. But what did you admire about him personally and, and, and the way he well, went he about it? Well, he out over politics. I mean, he, uh, he was a keen supporter of the Labour Party. Uh, at one point, he... He, he started holding demonstrations outside my constituency office on Saturday mornings when I got a surgery. And I was often going to the forest match in the afternoon. And every week he'd turn up with a Labour group, 
uh, different banners, different calls every week, but they shouted and marched for a few bit and then went to where again. And I, I, I actually spoke to him on the ground and asked him to stop it. So the trouble was, it intimidated my constituents who were trying to explain their problem to me. And some of the old ladies got quite frightened by it. And I said, you know, so pack it in, Brian. And uh, if you don't, uh, the team's not doing well at the moment. I'll try and get some supporters together and we'll hold a demo outside the ground before we come in. <laughs> Oh, matches, but anyway, we joked about it, and he did actually agree to stop for a month or two. Every every time I held a surgery, he was there with a, marching along the head of another demonstration, uh, but he stopped it. So we, we didn't fall out. He was once offered the Labour candidature for Loughborough. He could have become a Labour MP if he'd won Loughborough, which was quite winnable for the Labour Party. He very wisely decided not to, because he wouldn't have enjoyed being a, an MP. Uh, and it'd be quite entertaining having Brian there for a bit, but I think he'd have found the whole place utterly bewildering, and it, it, it wasn't him. Do you think he could have been England manager? Should he have been England manager? I think he was a very good contender for England manager. Again, there was the problem as to which players would uh, react properly to his extremely aggressive style. Uh, whether that would have worked with some of the more sensitive ones, uh, I'm afraid. Uh, it's perfectly clear that I think the England authorities said, you know, you had to be a bit of a public figure. You had to be able to handle the sort of public appearances and so on. And, and they thought uh, Brian was a bit too rugged uh, and would, you know, cause constant uh, sensations with the press with the things he said. And I think that's the reason he was never appointed. Uh, it's you know how he'd have gone along for England, but he was certainly a good enough manager, good enough football coach and guide to have been up to the standard of running England. You never, you never know what might have happened. And, and when you were in government, he wanted some help in getting a, a foreign player over to, to play for Forest. Yeah, well, um, he, he, the, the, another person I knew fairly, fairly well, for the same sort of reason, say, sort of, was Roddy Scott, the manager of Roddy Scott's jazz club in England. And the, the two of them used to approach me when they'd got foreign people in come and play, American jazz players or the European uh, football players, and they, neither of them was very good at the paperwork. They made a mess of arranging the work permit. Yeah, and Brian did get me in once, and he got some Scandinavian player who he wanted. I was at the Home Office. I was Home Secretary. He had to apply to the Home Office, and he hadn't filled it in properly. So this player was uh, probably hadn't left midfield, uh, but uh, he got a standard letter back from the Home Office. A girl who was working her first day as a civil servant or in this department sent him the standard letter you could get if you just said, can I employ a Swede? And she, she, she said, dear Mr. Clough, uh, thank you for your application. Uh, I'm afraid you will have to satisfy us that this vacancy could not be filled by any British applicant. The best evidence you can give us will be to advertise the job three times in your local newspaper. And if you're unable to get a British applicant, then apply to us again. So Brian, sort of, I think I went to see him at the ground, and he was carrying on a story to uh, miss whatever her name was, it was saying that he should fill his uh, vital role at left midfield uh, by getting some unemployed lad <laughs> who answered a small ad in the Nottingham Evening Post and blah, blah, blah. Yes. 
calmed him down and explained that he should have made it uh, rather clearer that uh, he, this was, uh, you know, uh, uh, the purpose of getting it. In fact, this Scandinavian had played... You could get a work permit for a footballer if he was of international standard. And this Swede, I think he was, had played two or three times for Sweden. So I managed to sort out Brian's uh, work permit by uh, getting it referred to somebody in the Home Office once he made more clear uh, what who the person was he was getting in and why there were grounds for a work permit. So there we are. Yes. It was just Brian uh, carrying on his slightly disorganised way and encountering a very inexperienced young civil servant who sent him uh, the standard letter. Yes, well, at least it all got sorted in the end by the sounds it of it. In, in the, the end. end, yes, yes. Now, obviously, you've supported Forrest for, for decades, and, you know, the glory years of Clough were just part of that. But you, Quite unexpected, yeah. You've seen the ups and downs, haven't you? Even way back to the 59 FA Cup final. Yeah, well, I, I, started, going, I started going when I was about seven. After, just after the war with my granddad. Started going regularly. Been going pretty regularly ever since, really. Uh, I've, so I've been going for over 70 years. And we were a very nondescript club. We were, we were doing better in the league than Notts County in those days. Although we, my granddad used to make it, we both went to Forest one week and County the next, which uh, I still do. Yes. I decided when I was a little lad I was a Forest supporter. I think because they got such an unusual name, Nottingham Forest. But most people in Nottingham were supporters of Notts County, who got some big international players of the day playing in their last season or two in Notts County. County were in the third division south, and we were at the bottom of the second division, but we got relegated uh, either the first season I watched them or the, well, quite early on, and, uh, and played second fiddle to Notts County with both of us in the third south. Now, coming on to your question... This was so removed. I mean, the idea that these two little provincial clubs would both in my lifetime wind up in the first division and that Cloughy would take Forrest to the first division championship, you know, uh, if, if as a little lad I had uh, dreamt of such things uh, when I was watching my football team, I'd have been regarded as uh, very entertainingly, uh, you know, off the rails, quite ludicrous. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's hard, it would have been hard to believe, really. We but were it... a very ordinary team after the Second World War, although, yes. funny enough, I can remember more the names of the players playing then than practically any time since. It's that sort of thing. <laughs> and do you think now, looking back, particularly since that those cluffy times, Forrest was spoilt by the, the genius of Brian Clough? I think people have adjusted to the fact, you know, they was uh, they were great while they lasted. Uh, I, I think we are. We we we're in danger of becoming like many clubs, uh, where all the supporters now, all of us, go on about, oh, you remember the great days with Brian and all that. And we start reminiscing about the people he brought in and all this kind of thing. Yeah. I, I think most Forest supporters realise we were very very lucky to have him. We were lucky with a combination of circumstances that made it possible that actually he brought on some local lads who, you know, he we, we, we were lucky again to turn up, Viv Anderson, people like this. Um, you know, uh, We've we got to be careful not to keep saying, oh, do you remember how it used to be, how wonderful it was, and get used to the fact we're back to being perfectly reasonable, Midlands team, uh, like Derby, like Leicester, 
who sometimes were in the second division, sometimes in the first division when we had a good year. Uh, Leicester are the ones having the remarkable time at the moment. They're having the, the nearest equivalent Leicester are going to have to our golden years, but I can't see anybody taking Leicester to a European Championship or anything of that kind. Who were your favourite players? Did you have one when Clough was manager? No. I never really have had one favourite player. Ooh. You couldn't single one out? I couldn't single one out. Be unfair, no. at least because I occasionally meet some of them to the committee room at Nottingham Forest, yes. and one or two of them are still in there. Yes. Great guys, the ones who are in there. Uh, occasionally I get them reminiscing about Clough. Obviously with COVID, you haven't been able to get, go to, to matches. Are you hoping that you'll be able to, to get oh, back? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 uh, I know I'm yearning to get back to going, going to see football on Saturday as I usually do. Actually, you can't do it for over 70 years without uh, feeling a bit lost when suddenly you find the... Saturday afternoon doesn't mean football anymore, uh, particularly at the city ground. Do you think Forest stand any kind of chance of getting into the Premier League in the next few years? Or do you think well, they'll always be... Uh, well, we're going through a, a few hundred seasons at the moment. Uh, we got the playoffs not too long ago, didn't we? Was it two years ago, three years ago? We should. We, we've, got the, we've got the resources, we've got the, the sort of club that can get into the Premiership. Now, in nowadays, uh, got the Premiership in a good year. Uh, I, I can't see it. Winning the Championship would be utterly amazing because there's so much big money in the hands of the, you know, half a dozen world-class clubs. But I'm afraid the days when Ipswich Town could win the Championship and you know, Nottingham Forest and all these people, I, I, you never know. We, we can only dream, but that's unlikely. But no, no, I go along... Uh, when I see them at the moment, with hopes that we might get ourselves back into the Premiership, and also with hopes that if we don't, we can avoid dropping down uh, to the uh, what I still call the third division. But um, right, I, I think one day we'll have a few seasons in the Premiership again. I think Derby and ourselves are doomed now uh, to go up and down like that, with a few years in the Premiership every now and again, unless, of course one or other of us finds another Brian Clough. Which is fairly unlikely, I guess. There aren't many people like him, I, I must admit. Well, thank you, Lord Clark, for joining us today. It's been wonderful um, hearing your memories and uh, your opinions on things um, now. Thank you for getting me going on, talking about my favourite football club and the greatest manager of a football team that I've ever encountered. All the best, thank you. All the best to you, bye. And I'd love to hear your memories of Cluffy, whether you met him or remember a particular match. Just email me at youngman at brianclough.com and I'll give it a mention. As I said earlier, we're also marking the 21st anniversary of brianclough.com with a look back at how the launch was reported before the days of social media. It was Tuesday the 8th of August 2000 when BrianClough.com was launched in a blaze of publicity. You either love him or hate him, but one thing's for certain, Brian Clough has many fans out there, but one of our staff here at BBC Radio Nottingham is so mad on the former Forest manager that he set up a website dedicated to the great man himself. I think he wrote that bit. As well as headlines like On Me Web Sun in the Sun newspaper and Cluffy Finds the Net in the Middlesbrough Gazette, there was coverage on radio news bulletins and breakfast shows. Now, mad or what? 
Mark Salton, not only is he daft enough to work for the BBC, he's also absolutely crazy about Brian Clough. So much so that he has set up a website. Uh, Marcus Alton, who's 33 and lives in Retford, sees old Big Ed as a national treasure that must be, well, treasured. Now, it's called brianclough.com. It's unveiled, to, as it should be, really. It's unveiled today, and uh, Marcus joins me now. Morning. Good morning. A special website dedicated to Nottingham's best-known football figure is being launched today. BrianClough.com features exclusive pictures, quotes and sound bites from old Big Ed. And do, do your bosses at the BBC know about this interest of yours? Uh, yes, they do. Have they called for medical reports or anything? <laughs> um, still OK? It's under review. No, no I think, I think they're, they're chuffed as well because, um, you know, they, they've been covering it uh, here in Nottingham and in Derby, of course, where he was right. uh, manager of Derby County for many years. So what is it that makes Cluffy so great for you? Well, he's such a charismatic figure, isn't he? Outspoken, hugely talented. Uh, a legend not only in Nottingham but around the world, I suppose, for, for what he achieved at Forest. And probably those achievements will never be repeated again because, you know, the, the nature of football has changed over the years. Um, he, he took a team out of the, the second division and, and made them the champions of Europe. And he's such a, a great figure, isn't he? He comes out with wonderful quotes and... Uh, uh, at any opportunity I can pay tribute to him, I will. People can also um, email their own tributes and there's a there's a, an automatic email link with a suitable address, youngman at brianclough.com, which is quite fitting given his uh, favourite expression. He's uh, called it to you a few times as that's well. That's right, yeah, yeah, and other that. things probably. Yeah, well, probably. Uh, and it's, it's And uh, I'm sure you have great big one. plans for it. Marcus, thank you very much. And all these years on, there are quite a few more pages than the 14 or 15 that uh, it started out with. And of course, you can email me at youngman at brianclough.com with your memories. One man who did that is Brian Gibbs from Brighton. And he says he got to know Brian and his two lads very well during his time at Brighton. He was a great man, he says. His manager's table was full of things and he said I could pick whatever I liked. I picked two Albion badges, which I still have. This is just one of the memories of Brian, a great guy. Thanks to Brian Gibbs for getting in touch there and if you'd like to share your recollections then just email me at youngman at brianclough.com. Hope you can join me next time when we'll have more memories of the great man in the green jumper. <laughs>